Okay. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to be covering Clockwork Orange and its themes and how it relates to its plot. Um, so I'm going to start by going through a general description of what the book entails when you're going into it, as well as a bit of a discussion of the preamble to the book and a couple of special features. Anthony Burgess published A Clockwork Orange in 1962. Now, what makes this book special? What gives it literary merit? Well, a couple of things. The first is its theme deals with freedom of choice and conditionment towards action, um, which we'll see in a second. And as well as the nature of humanity and whether someone is a human if they have choice or not. And that's all very important, but we'll get to it in a second. Now, um, a Clockwork Orange has two other very important features. Uh, for the sake of the plot, and we'll see in the first act of three, um, there's a, a lot of very graphic, or as far as graphic can be in a novel, very graphic violence and rape and sexual assault sprinkled primarily in the first chapter, but throughout all of the book as well. Now, apart from that, there's the fact that the book is written in a dialect called Nadsat because our narrator is Alex, who is a teenager, and the teenager at the time, or the setting of uh, Burgess's Clockwork Orange, it used a uh, dialect called Nadsat, which is based primarily on rhyming slang, gypsy talk, and Russian words adapted to English. For example, our protagonist Alex would not say. I saw that pretty girl over there. He would say, I did that real horror show Petitza over there. Um, and so that makes the book a hard read, but one that is important. But that point of distinction is extremely important towards the themes of the book. So now we can move on to the first act, which is Alex in the Wild. And that noise you just heard really is the feeling that you get when you read this first act. We see Alex and his Grugs, aka his friends, Dim, George, and Pete, um, do all sorts of messed up stuff. First, they drink uh, milk spiked with drugs uh, at a bar. Then they go about assaulting an old dude just because he didn't like his books. pulling his teeth out, uh, stealing his pants, and spilling all the money he had in his pocket on the floor because he already had money. Then they rob a smoke and sweet shop and leave both of the owners in the hospital. Then they go over to a house outside the the boundaries of the city. Um, They go in, they pretend to be hurt to be let in. they assault the owner, steal his food, and then gang rape his wife. Yeah, gang rape his wife. Um, they have a gang fight with another teenage gang and cut them up. 
leaving one boy unconscious to be picked up by the police. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's what they do the first night. This is just the first night of us meeting. And then the next day, uh, Alex, who by the way is 15, the two school, um, and then goes to his favorite record store. Um, he listens to, he's a very big fan of classical music. It, can, it impulses him to do violent action, which is an important point for later on. Uh, and he meets two 10 year old girls who he brings back, gets drunk in his house and then rapes. Yeah. Um, now because of an encounter from last night with his friends, they or plan a robbery on one of the mansions in the, in the edge of the, the city. And Alex goes in alone to demonstrate that he can do it from, because of that misunderstanding that they had had. And he gets tattled on by his friends and arrested and thrown into prison. So that's, that's the first act. Um, and it's very important for the themes of this book. This book emphasizes that humans without freedom of choice are no longer humans. Um, and so it doesn't matter if Alex was the bottom of humanity is irredeemable by any, in any way, he raped gang raped women in their houses. Um, he killed an old lady who that's the owner of the mansion, by the way, and he rapes 10 year olds in his house after getting them drunk. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, however, the, the author's point, as we will see, is even this version of Alex is more human than what we see later. Um, and this is because he still has likes, he still has the ability to make choice. He can still do good. Um, yeah. Now we cut to Alex in prison. We get a bit about how much he's been in there and the conditions of the prisoners and what he's been doing since, which to which the answers are, um, he's found the job as the guy who switched the disc of music for the prison church. Um, and he's got into the Bible because he likes the old Testament and he likes seeing all the murder and blood and he can listen. He's allowed to listen to classical music while he's, reading that so it's basically the best possible thing he could ever get uh now for reasons we're not going to get into another inmate is crammed into his cell and he and his cellmates decide to murder him for reasons i'm not going to get into again um in this brings him to get treated with a new technique that they're trying to use to get people out of prison this technique is called the Ludovico technique. Um, and the essence of it is instead of the 12 more years he has to do for murder, um, he can do 14 more days and he will never go back to prison with any technique. However, what this entails is they treat him a lot better. He has his own room, he has his uh, food brought to him and is allowed cigarettes. Um, however, they inject him with a serum that makes him wildly nauseous and then force him to watch films of 
great, great, tremendous violence and uh, sexual assault and things like that for the next hour or two hours. Um, what this does is it creates a correlation in his brain where he associates the violence and him doing the violence with his nausea. And so after all 14 days, he can't even think violent thoughts because the thought of doing violence against things is just tremendously horrible uh, for him. And he feels sick every time he does it. And so the minister of the interior who comes to look into prison to, to see the new technique and try to get people out of prison because they're too crowded and to follow them back up with political prisoners afterwards, congratulates the team that developed technique and they set Alex back onto the exterior. But now he is unable to make choices because he can no longer decide to do evil. He can only decide to do good. Um, yeah. And finally, we see Alex released from prison. He tries to go back to his parents' house, but they are renting the room out to someone because he's been gone for two years. And, well, he's not allowed to stay there. And he's mad at them for not letting him stay, so he goes out and tries to see what he can do. Um, he's on the newspaper uh, because of the new technique, which becomes important later. So then he walks up to the music store he used to go to. And uh, he tries to listen to the, the symphonies he liked. And particularly he listens to Mozart's Prague. And he can't stand it because the music that was playing over the video they showed him, particularly Nazi ones, had classical music. And now he can't stand it. The thought of it makes him sick. Um, yeah, because he associates it with the actions of his past. Um, so he decides to go drink some spiked milk. And while he's doing that, he comes to the conclusion that he's only out to suicide, but he can no longer find the way to commit suicide without thinking of harming himself, which makes him sick, even from just thinking about, thinking about it. And then he tries to go to the library to investigate about it, um, but he runs into the old guy he and his gang had beat up earlier. And they, basically all the old guys who who were friends of this particular man, beat him senseless. Then he's discovered by the police, uh, and they take the old man off him. Um, but he finds out that the policemen are his old friend Dim and the leader of a rival gang. Dim who backstabbed him and turned them to the police, and the leader of the rival gang who he cut the cheeks into of in the in the first uh, act. So they take him out onto the field and they beat him senseless. And so he crawls out into a nearby village where he runs into the house of the man that he and his gang gang raped. Um, and this man is anti-government and he wants to use a story to as a revolt against the government not realizing who he is but then so he gives him food and clothing lets him stay for the night but the next day he invites his revolutionary friends over to try to promote him and uh write things about him in the local revolutionary newspaper but then he realizes who he is and he tries to murder him 
Um, and so what they do is they lock him upstairs uh, in the attic and they play classical music. And Alex enjoys it for about two seconds before wanting to kill himself because he can no longer do anything about this. And so he jumps out the window and falls. Um, and then he's found in the hospital. Uh, the doctors, the, the, and he's put on newspapers as the first person with a sneak is on tries to kill himself. And so the minister of the interior who sponsors the sneak has to go make up with him and has the doctors undo what they could to his brain and, and change his blood out and things along those lines until they undo everything. And now he's able to do what he's able to do beforehand. Um, and that's where the, the story ends in the American version. There's another chapter in the British version where he goes back to his old ways, but he finds himself having less and less fun from gang rape and beating people up and just giving the orders now and not participating in it directly. And eventually he sees one of his old friends, Pete, um, and he realizes that he can move on from this. Um, and then he becomes scared of having children because he feels like you're going to turn up like him and he'll never know because the same way he lied to his parents about what he was doing, his kid is going to lie to him. And so that's the essence of the, of the book. It's very, very clear from the plot. In fact, the other says he's way too heavy handed, which I agree. Once you get past an ad set, it's very evident. The theme is basically a human who has his free choice taken away from him is no longer a living thing, which comes, which is where the phrase, phrase clockwork orange comes from. Clockwork meaning the mechanical, logical, moral system that was applied to Alex where he can no longer do any wrong, and orange being the imperfect nature of humanity. Um, I'm not going to talk whether, about whether I agree with this author or not, that's a whole other topic and I can talk for like 20 minutes about that, uninterrupted. Um, but the, the, the themes connect to this plot. It drives the plot. We see a comparison of Alex when he was able to choose and chose to do evil and see that it is less human than when he was forced to do good through the Ludovico technique. Um, we see a couple of other things being explored, but it stems from... Uh, it stems from this simple idea from anything we're just, which is the people who raped his wife in real life can't have been all bad. Um, and since humans don't exist on polar opposites, like Alex doesn't in the last chapter in the British version, um, he, he grows tired of all this stuff and he grows tired of classical music. Um, since humans don't live on polar extremes, there's, it's senseless to try to impose this mechanical working on them because it takes away their humanity. That's something we don't have, we don't want to do. Um, yeah. And so there's a couple of clear turning points in the plot. They're clearly marked by the arts. Um, and by the way, there's 21 chapters, seven per arc, eh, for, per act, I'm sorry. Um, and this marks the age of maturity, which is what he's supposed to reach. I think it's a a little demeaning as described by Alex when he realizes that Mozart and Wolfgang Vaughn, which is what he calls Sullivan, um, both did some of their best work when they were young. Um, 
but yeah that's the essence of it um the theme is intricately connected by the story in so in so much that it drives it clearly with no confusion around it um yeah and there's even the character of the preacher in the prison church who says very much that uh he's very sorry for what Alex will go through because not even prayer will be able to save him from what he will be before I leave um, is that the night set that Alex uses and his teens his teen friends use is very important um, because Burgess wanted to make a work in which you could very clearly see that their teens still developing um, but he wanted to make it timeless so he removed any mention of any particular slang from the time and used Russian slang which will never be used in the UK or America but is sounds like something a uh, jargon teens would have for specific turns not jargon but a dialect teens would have for specific terms that they use um, as slang and this represents also the changing nature of language which Anthony Burgess with his background as a linguist would know very well and is vital to the themes in the book about change and decisions <laughs> 